0: From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women farmers cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses Rural Women's Project. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and I'm the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. This podcast series features women who have hosted one of our Moses In Her Boots workshops, offering you now the opportunity to share the In Her Boots experience virtually and meet these amazing women farmers. Today, we talk with Jen Miller of Prairie Wind Family Farm in Grace Lake, Illinois. Now, any of the women farmers we've interviewed for these In Her Boots podcasts will be first in line to agree that change is constant when it comes to farming. It's important to keep asking ourselves questions and make strategic decisions on where we want our businesses to head. We need to constantly ask how we can flow things better for our vision, values, and other key elements of both our business and personal lives. Jen fabulously exemplifies how we need to embrace such positive change. When we did this interview in the summer of 2016, Jen and her husband Jeff were farming in partnership with Peg and Matt Schaefer, together forming Sandhill Family Farms. Since we did that interview, the two families decided together amicably as friends that for various business reasons it would be better all around to change and farm as two separate entities, versus the partnership structure you'll hear Jen talk about in this interview. We'll aim to get another podcast episode with a farm journey update from both Jen and Peg Schaefer at some point, but just wanted to give you a heads up, and update to what you'll hear in the interview. We left the interview as is, as it still wonderfully shares the last chapter in Jen's farming journey and gives you an insider's look at two families farming in partnership. Back to today's episode. Today, we have what we call a main dish episode, slightly longer and digging deeper into these women's history and startup stories. Come sit around the kitchen table with Jen Miller, now of Prairie Wind Family Farm, still in Grayslake, Illinois, where she shares her farm startup success strategies. Hear about the importance of mentors, networking, in particular with other women, and connecting with your customers through cooking. It's all about building connection and systems thinking, shares Jen. welcome to an episode of in her boots sustainable agriculture for women by women today i'm excited to connect you to the fabulous farmer jen miller of sandhill family farms thanks for joining us Jen. thanks for
1: having me so
0: if you could give us the the one-minute quick overview of your farm.
1: Sure thing. Uh, We are two farming families working together on two farms to produce for one CSA and Farmer's Market. And uh, Matt and Peg Schaefer run the farm up in Broadhead, Wisconsin, and myself and my husband, Jeff, and our boys down here in Grace Lake run the farm uh, here. And we farm about 40 acres down here in Grace Lake. Um, And here in Grace Lake, we also see um, our CSA members each week at the CSA Pickup, and um, we distribute throughout the Chicagoland area and we do a farmer's market in Oak Park.
0: And you're kind of in a unique setting here in the Prairie Crossing community. more suburban than a lot of yes. farmers are. What's that like? Yeah,
1: well, we live in Prairie Crossing, which is a conservation community. There are about 250 to 300 homes. And uh, we are surrounded by houses and train tracks and uh, shopping centers. So we are very suburban. Um, it's great, actually, having all these new neighbors nearby. They understand um, what it's like to send kids to school and then balance um, farming and, and other things during the day. So multitasking is the norm around here. <laughs> hey. Good to
0: be around kindred spirits. So, we wanted to pick your brain a little on some farm success strategies cuz you are part of a successful farm team here at Sandhill Family Farms and want to talk a little bit about some of the tools and tactics that brought you here today so but you Jen you didn't come from a traditional family farm background right what sparked you on this path
1: yeah well my husband was he's done a lot of farming in his past Uh, when he was in this uh, at Beloit College uh, during the summers he would intern at a nearby organic farm Kinnick farm and uh, got the bug for organic farming Uh, he got his landscape architecture masters and I went to school for marketing and we knew that we wanted to uh, build a business that utilized both of our strength strengths, and we wanted to work together, and we wanted to integrate our kids into the business. So, um, Jeff started thinking a little bit more about farming, and uh, we decided to enroll in the Stateline Farm Beginnings Program, and that's really where we started to learn the business of farming, business planning, business financing, um, and met some of our mentors who really taught us some of the the intricacies of what it's like to um, cash flow things and, and buy tractors and run them so um, we got started here at the prairie crossing farm in the farm business development center program with about three quarters of an acre and uh, we just started putting our shovels in the ground and got started Um, we didn't have a lot of produce at first but um, we grew our farm business to uh, about a seven acre business we had about a 80 member csa and two farmers markets and so we that's kind of how we started the farming side of our careers is just diving in head first.
0: <laughs> That's great. So looking back now that you are up and running for women who are looking to start a farm venture, what advice would you give? Are there things that you wished you might have done differently or some things that really stand out? It sounds like you guys took advantage of a lot of good, great training programs like Farm Beginnings. Are there resources too? that you found helpful?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely the State Line Farm Beginnings program was a great way for us to learn the business side and meet a lot of people. Um, not only are you meeting the people that are the, um, the experts, that are the folks that have been farming for a while, but you're also meeting people in your class who are interested in starting different kinds of enterprises. I remember some of us were looking into CSA farming, others of us were looking into wholesaling, others were even looking into um, cattle and... Um, horse driven uh, tractors and things like this. So um, we're all looking into different pieces and we were able to talk amongst ourselves about, oh, uh, what are you having challenges with? Or what's the hardest part of your business planning process? So I think having those folks nearby um, in that program was really, really helpful. Um, And that was the piece at the Farm Business Development Center the Farm Business Development Center that we really took advantage of too is um, being nearby other people who were farming each day. So I think just having a network of people that you can talk to about some of the challenges um, and some of the opportunities that you both see really helps motivate and keep you keep you feeling good about what you're doing.
0: It's all about networks, I hear you, especially amongst women farmers. What do you think is the connection, particularly amongst female farmers, and the CSA, the Community Supported Agriculture Model, because that really seems to be a draw for women. And mm-hmm. how how did it connect with you personally?
1: Um, I think for me, I really love cooking. I love talking about cooking. I like sharing recipes. I like hearing little tips that make my cooking experience easier. And so that's what I love about farmer's markets. You know, I have so many great conversations with people who are taking these ingredients and making things um, or the CSA members just exchanging recipes amongst themselves. And then I'll ask them a question. And then before you know it, there's 10 of us talking about what we're all doing with beets this evening. So it's just a really great way to learn to cook together there's really a community sense where people are exchanging ideas um and i think that that's really the draw people kindred spirits people who like to be in the kitchen people who are cooking for their families i think there's a lot of connections that you can make with people with those topics
0: naturally nurturing in the kitchen i hear you (laughs) and within sandhill family farms you all really pride yourself and strive for innovation and ideas too. Can you talk about some of the add on shares that you've done too and what where do the ideas come from those? Sure.
1: Those? Sure. Um Matt and Peg when they um Uh, started Sand Hill Organics. They started off as a vegetable business um, and added on the fruit share um, and the egg share before Jeff and I joined. We had actually had um, vegetable shares and egg shares and we did a pork share. So when the two families worked together, we started introducing the meat share and the dairy share and that first year we tried a fish share as well. And it was just a way for us to really um, well, bring in additional revenue, which is always important, but also diversify uh, the things that we could offer our our members. We knew our members were looking for good ideas for where to get meat and the best cheeses that would go with the vegetables that they were preparing. And so there was a level of of asking our opinion and, and trusting our um, resources for where we were getting cheese. And so that was a great way for us to not only give recommendations, but give them the cheeses that we were using. So um, I think the ideas were really born out of those conversations about cooking. Um, and a lot of the ideas were also kind of Born out of the relationships that matt and peg developed when they moved to broadhead
0: so what have you found some of the challenges of running a csa in the education aspect you know because it's, it's not for everybody right right, and right perhaps with some of your newer members what are the things you've learned to help folks grow into and understand and fully appreciate and stay with the csa model
1: yeah yeah no i i I um, fully appreciate that it's not for everybody. And I um, have had conversations with other farmers saying, you know, I just wanted you to know that you're going to get it a box of surprises each week. And I hope you like surprises. <laughs> so people who don't like Iron Chef type surprise cooking it might not be the way for them and that's okay Um, I think that people who like to be creative and like to store their food um, and preserve their food um, they really seem to gravitate to the CSA model Um, so I think I find the most connections with people who are comfortable in the kitchen and people who are for newer members who are interested in getting in the kitchen and um, and in, in terms of the farmer's market, it's kind of that segue into having conversations about what are the possibilities. People might not realize there are so many possibilities with just vegetables alone. So um, I think there's a lot of people that are just it's a nice challenge for them too to integrate more vegetables into their family life um, and storing more vegetables. It's it kind of forces that issue a little bit. Excellent. And what's your favorite part about being a farmer, Jen? Um, I really like connecting with the people. I really like the conversations we have. Um, I like working with our crew day to day. They are um, very, very experienced and have wonderful ideas. And um, I think the other thing Jeff and I really like to do is we are system type thinkers. So we like to bring organization and efficiency to the process. And so um, we enjoy the challenge of when we hear one of our crew members say, you know, harvesting this quantity at one time it's tiring. It's, I. It'd be more efficient maybe this way. We like those kinds of suggestions because then we think, oh gosh, maybe we should harvest a little bit of everything every day. Split up the harvest. Motivate the crew. You know, bring the freshest products. Um, just do things better. We love to do things better all the time.
0: That's great. How does the seasonality side of farming play into your quest for efficiency and innovation? Is there a process you go through at like the end of the season for example to really reflect and step back or mm-hmm. how do you use those off-season winter months
1: sure do and get back into it actually? yeah <laughs> uh, well we Sleep. yeah exactly we, we, we go into dormancy <laughs> uh, we do keep lists all throughout the year with good ideas that we come up with along the way um, but in November generally the four of us would get together exchange ideas Uh, We usually review crops and talk about how they've performed, uh, how many times we we lost them to flood or the opportunities we see in terms of picking better varieties that will work with well with our soil types Um, and then um, after that we kind of go back and reflect and and go into spreadsheet mode (laughs) so we do a lot of planning and spreadsheets in front of the computer and obviously a lot of um, a lot of going out to things like moses and learning opportunities to to really um, build our knowledge set and continue to innovate Excellent. Are there new areas that you
0: see for
1: beginning farmers
0: to think about in the sense of, do you think the CSA model, there's still opportunities? Is there a market for that or are there newer areas or what should beginning women farmers possibly be thinking about?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, definitely there's still room in the CSA model. I think there's definitely a lot of competition in the market that we serve. Um, but d- every market is so different um, in in the um, amount of education that there is about CSA, what CSA means. So um, I I would say to beginning farmers i would continue to explore csa and farmers markets as a model um, it definitely feels like um, wholesale and um, moving into uh, larger scale production is also um, a large trend in In our world, uh, we're seeing a lot of farmers working with people like Local Foods in Chicago to provide wholesale products, and then the local foods would then work with um, restaurants to pass those products along. So, uh, and while maintaining the integrity of the farmer and passing the farmer's name on with the products. Uh, I think any sorts of avenues to maintain that transparency and bring the farmer through to the person eating the product is the way to go um and then finally i mean agritourism it's not dying down for sure (laughs) everybody wants to go to farm dinners everybody wants to to be at a farm experience a farm so um avenues for that are always welcomed i think nice and
0: where do you see yourself where do you see jen miller the farmer 10 years from now
1: oh golly uh in 10 years time um I think I'd like to be doing something very similar to what I'm doing today, Um, working with folks directly. I really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, By then, my kiddos would be more integrated into the business. So they're getting more integrated day by day as they they ride planters and things like that. Um, I guess I'd like to see the Chicagoland market. develop a little bit further in kind of connecting csa as a term with farmers that are um, farming the produce and and recognizing the importance of small-scale farmers in the marketplace Um, there's a lot of conversation out there about um, meal services and things like that and it can get confusing so um, i think people understanding that you know it's it's Jeff and me and our crew out in the field working every day. Um, I think that that kind of family scale farming recognition and tied to the CSA idea, I'd love to see that really blossom um, in the market that we serve.
0: Fabulous. And on that farming successfully into the future note, what are some tips you could offer on the physical side, caring for yourself physically? And they can be as small or as big as you want to share but
1: how do you how do you keep it going Uh, my husband and I in the winter time try to continue to cross train so (laughs) that's part of it for sure Um, we definitely do a lot of yoga stretching um, and we um, encourage folks on our crew to take care of their bodies every day Um, so when they're out in the field we try to teach the best way to harvest so that you can really um, not hurt your back in terms of a rough you know green bean harvest or something so Excellent. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest with the Moses Rural Women's Project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. This podcast was made possible through support from North Central SARE, Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education, part of a nationwide education program to advance sustainable innovation to American agriculture. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, the Rural Women's Project, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org. See you next time.